Hi, welcome to Sweet Dreams Wellness Travel. I am Barbara Tuckett, your host and the owner of Sweet Dreams Travel. I am a wellness travel specialist. I believe that our mind, body, and spirit all play into our well-being, and I create travel experiences which improve your wellness so that you return from your vacation with more health, more happiness, and more connection, both with those you've traveled with and also with your destination. In these episodes, I explore travel and wellness experiences, giving you ideas and recommendations, and also interviewing people who have firsthand experience of the places where you might want to go next. Welcome, let's get started. Hey everybody, I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's so fun to get to talk to you. Just really quick before I jump into the episode, I just kind of want to give a little drum roll expectation because I think you probably know that I am going on a river cruise through France coming up in October, and I'm inviting anybody who wants to to come with me. Well, I'm, oh, I don't know when, but I'm gearing up to tell you about this amazing special guest that I am going to have. And I am super excited and you will be excited too. If you have not like committed to like, whether you're going to come, if you're kind of thinking you might want to, but don't know yet, if you want to come, just wait till you hear who we are going to have with us on this river cruise in France. So it's in October. I've got links to all kinds of details about it in pretty much all the places. But anyway, just wanted to let you know that there is going to be, I'm not quite ready to announce it yet, but really fun is going to be coming along with us and it's going to be super great. So, but let's jump in today to today's topic. And today's topic is about Israel. Israel is this country that when I was growing up, I heard about because not just hearing about it from like in church or in scripture stories or things like that, which of course, most of us have heard about from that standpoint, but my parents got to travel to Israel that I remember it was, I think I remember them going three different times. And when they would go, they would go for like two or three weeks at a time. Like it was this big, huge, long trip that they would leave us. And I think I've mentioned before that I'm Um, the second oldest of 11 kids. So my sister and I, who are the two oldest, we got to help babysit and kind of help. We weren't the only babysitters, obviously for three weeks, but when we were young, but anyway, so I definitely remember when my parents went to Israel and they went a few different times over the period of several years, but I grew up seeing their slides, like back in the day, it was slides that they would, you know, take lots of pictures and make them into slides and show. And so I remember seeing all of these pictures of Israel and hearing all of the stories and all the places that they had gone. So Israel was like this kind of just exotic, amazing kind of place where you could get to visit if you were super lucky. And that was kind of my thought of Israel when I was growing up. Well, Israel really is this amazing exotic country. So even though now, fast forward to years later, I do this for a living. I send people to all these great, exotic, fun, amazing places. But Israel is still that to me. I still love it. So 
I'm calling this episode Israel, a small yet mighty country. And then with just a little sneak peek, I'm going to tell you about at the end, I'm going to walk you through an itinerary that I created recently for some clients to go on to Israel. Okay, so let's talk about Israel for a little bit. Israel is surrounded by all of these things that you've heard of, even if you don't know exactly where Israel is. It's surrounded by the Mediterranean Sea on the west. It's got Lebanon and Syria on the north. Jordan is on the east. Egypt is in the southwest. And then the Red Sea is on the south. So all of these places that you've heard of are all surrounding this little country. Now, you may not know that Israel is so tiny. For those of us in the U.S., we know how small the state of New Jersey is. And Israel is about that size. Isn't that amazing that like such a country that we hear about all the time and we kind of know about just from hearing scripture stories and things like that comes from this little tiny country that is no bigger than New Jersey. So, but it's got this super impressive and really diverse selection of like geography and history and cultural things and even food as well. They've got everything from this nightly, sorry, nightlife, a very lively nightlife. There we go. In Tel Aviv. And it's got all this amazing historical stuff that is going on in Jerusalem. So I've kind of just broken it down into five fun places, great places that you could visit if you were visiting Israel. The first one is the city of Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is Israel's second largest city. It's known as the like the financial and the cultural hub of the whole country. It's most famous for its nightlife, like I mentioned a little earlier. It's also home to the National Opera and the Philharmonic Orchestra. And right along Tel Aviv, there are some of the most beautiful beaches in the Mediterranean. So it has some gorgeous beaches right along the city of Tel Aviv. So if you have a chance to see it and visit Tel Aviv, it's kind of this fun combination city of being like a modern city with this beautiful beach area. Place number two in Israel that you should visit is called Masada. Now you may have heard of Masada and kind of be thinking, what is that? That's like a historical place, right? And you are right. Masada is this huge, tall plateau in this kind of mountainous, I don't know, with mountains and valleys and plateaus, but it's really all dry, like a deserty kind of dry area. So it's above the Dead Sea and it's this old fortress. It is known historically because it was the last final Jewish stronghold to fall to the Romans. And this was way back in the first century. There was this Jewish Roman war and the Jewish people held out for a long time in this fort of Masada that was up on top of this plateau that you can see like for miles in every direction. So today it's a really popular hiking excursion. You can go, if you go, you ought to be around at sunset because it's like just super spectacular. Or if you don't want to hike, like if that's not really your thing, they actually have a cable car that you can take up the hill and get to the top and see this amazing fortress. And so Masada is this really cool place where you should visit if you go to Israel. Okay, another place to visit is called Haifa or Haifa. It's 
as far as the city itself, it's mostly just like this industrial and port city. And so just for the city itself, I don't know that there's like a lot of things to see or do here, um, but it is along the Mediterranean coast as well. And what's really cool, the cool thing in this city, if you have a chance, if you're passing through, is to see what's called the Baha'i World Center. And it was just completed in 2001, so it's not a super old or medieval type of structure, but they have some beautiful, beautiful gardens, um, just absolutely gorgeous. So if you have a chance and you are kind of just passing through Haifa, stop and see the Baha'i World Center and see their gardens. These gardens, the point of, of creating them was because they want to represent the spiritual unity of all humankind. So, and they really are gorgeous, like just amazing. I got a little kind of an aerial picture of them right here on this slide and they're beautiful. Okay, another thing, of course, if you are going to Israel, you should see the Dead Sea. So the Dead Sea is the very lowest elevation, land elevation on the entire planet. It is 10 times saltier than the ocean. You can effortlessly float in the water because it's got so much salt content that you just float. The mud at the Dead Sea is believed to have healing properties and medical benefits. And so if you do visit the Dead Sea, make sure you pick up some skincare products while you're there. Now I've enclosed a couple pictures of the Dead Sea and if you are from the Salt Lake area, like I am, you possibly have seen the Great Salt Lake that is right by Salt Lake City. Uh, maybe you've been out to Antelope Island, which is a good place to kind of get to see the shores of the, the Great Salt Lake. And the Great Salt Lake has been compared to the Dead Sea. However, I don't really love swimming in the Great Salt Lake in the summertime because Although you can float and it is very salty, just like the Dead Sea, for those of you who don't know, there are so many brine shrimp. Like it is just covered in brine shrimp, all the edges along the Great Salt Lake. But looking at these pictures of the Dead Sea, I see no bugs at all. It just looks pretty pristine and amazing. So I would want to go, I have not been there, but I would want to go to the Dead Sea and see it if it looks like this for sure. Okay, and of course, our final spot that I'm gonna talk about is Jerusalem. Now, most people going to Israel, the place where they would really want to go is Jerusalem. And I would totally agree with that. It is regarded as the holy city for three different religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. It's one of the world's oldest cities and has these places that are super well-preserved from so many years ago. So there's so many, like there's dozens of historical sites all over the city. It's really incredible. The historic old city is divided into four different sections, I guess, four quarters. There's a Jewish quarter, the Muslim quarter, the Christian quarter, and the Armenian quarter. A couple of highlights in the city, which I'm going to talk about the city way in more depth in just a minute, but the Western Wall and the Dome of the Rock. And right here, there is a rendition of the old Solomon's Temple and what it looked like in all of its glory. So anyway, Jerusalem, of course, fantastic. An amazing, amazing city to visit for sure. Okay, so now I'm going to switch. And now that I've kind of told you, oh, like an overview of highlights of 
what to visit when you go to Israel, the, the whole country. Now we're going to kind of drill down and get really specific. And I'm going to walk you through an itinerary that I put together for some great clients. It's James and Kathy, and they wanted to go see um, Cairo and Jerusalem over spring break. So, you know, a spring break trip is, of course, about a week-ish. Like we stretched it out a little bit more than the seven days for them to be able to see everything that they wanted to. But we really did put this trip in about a week and they get to see Cairo and then they get to go see Jerusalem. So we are going to go over to this itinerary and I am going to talk you through this fun itinerary that I put together for James and Kathy. And you could, you could also go visit these same areas and I could, you know, put together an itinerary that worked better for your, what your needs would be. This is the Egypt and Israel itinerary that I put together, similar to this one for James and Kathy. On the first day, their flight departs for Egypt, and then, you know, it's an overnight flight and arrives the morning of day two. And the flight arrives in Cairo, and then your driver is waiting outside the airport once you exit, and it just takes you straight to the hotel. So the hotel is called the Kempinski Nile Hotel. It's in the city center of Cairo, and they are going to be staying here for three nights. Of course, Cairo is Egypt's capital city, and the Kempinski Hotel is in this great location. It's this little, it's kind of a boutique, but it's also a five-star hotel. It's right on the banks of the Nile in what's called Cairo's Garden City District. And so it's like really centrally located, really nice option for hotels. So I'm scrolling through a couple of the pictures of the hotel. You can see they've got a rooftop pool. You can see like this gorgeous view of the Nile and across the city. It's just, it's beautiful. It's really, really a nicely located and just a great hotel. So you're going to stay there for three nights if you would do this itinerary. Basically the first day you just arrive and get there and get situated and everything. Here's our first full day in Cairo. You get picked up by a private vehicle and for the ne- at 9 a.m. And for the next eight hours, you get to go touring these amazing locations. You, you're going to see the pyramids, the Sphinx, and Memphis. First of all, you will go, go out to the pyramids and the Sphinx. And like just for, I guess, the factual of how large this is, but a single pyramid is 2,300,000 blocks. That's how many blocks it takes to put this pyramid together. And each of those blocks weighs an average of two and a half tons. So it's just huge, just immense. And the Cheops pyramid is their burial chambers are open to the public. Not far from the pyramids is the great Sphinx of Giza and which they say dates clear back from the year 2620 BC. So absolutely so hugely ancient and amazing that it is still standing. The Sphinx is 65 feet high, 187 feet long. It's got the head of Pharaoh with a lion's body and it's just amazing. So after you get to see, so I've just been talking about the Sphinx and the pyramids and everything and After that, you get to go to this amazing archaeological area in Egypt. It's called Saqqara. 
It's about 12 miles out of Cairo. And it has the step pyramid that's called of King Zoser. They say that this was the very first pyramid to be built in all of Egypt. So it's even older than the ones at Giza. And anyway, so you'd stop for lunch here and just really get to enjoy the pyramids and the Sphinx and all of that. So that is your first day in first like touring day in Cairo. All right. So then your next day in Cairo, you also get picked up at 9 a.m. and you get to go for eight hours in a private with a private guide and vehicle. And at this on this day, you are going to do more touring. The first thing you'll stop at is the Egyptian Museum. And so you'll get to see like all these great artifacts from the pharaohs and Greek Roman periods and all of that. King Tut and anyway, all of these great famous things that you've heard about. Then after that, then you go to a place called the Citadel. And it is in old Cairo. It's kind of perched up on a hill and it was built in 1176. Well, started to be built in 1176 and it didn't even get completed until the end of the 1800s. So it was being built for hundreds of years. But the Citadel was <coughs> home for sultans and governors. And it's just like an, this amazing building. You get to see um, the mosque of someone called Sultan Hassan. This was built in the 1300s. You'll also get to go to the Turkish Bazaar and see that bazaar is going even until this day and so it's like got all this trading and all this fun like these antiques and handicrafts and silver and copper and it's also got like coffee shops and little restaurants and anyway so it's just really cool really cool fun stuff to see in Cairo okay so then you'll go back and sleep at your hotel that night and then that is the end of your stay in Cairo. Then after this, then you get to head to Jerusalem. So you will, your driver will pick you up, get you back to the airport. You'll have a short flight from Cairo over to Jerusalem. And then another driver will pick you up and bring you to your Jerusalem hotel. The hotel that they are staying in, which is a great one, is called the Harmony Hotel. And you'll, you would stay here for four nights. So this is in like a really nice neighborhood in Jerusalem within walking distance of a lot of fun things in the city. It's one of the first neighborhoods that was built outside of the old city at the end of the 19th century. And so it's like this combination of uh, like the traditional with the contemporary. And anyway, it's really, it's really nice. There's a, like this small hotel. There's only 60 rooms. I'm just kind of going through a few pictures of it. You can see it's just kind of this cute little fun property, but it's also like <laughs> a combination of like kind of contemporary and chic. This tiled bathroom that I am looking at is all tiled in like black and white checkerboard tiles all over the walls and then smaller checkerboard all over the floor. Anyway, it's pretty amazing. Fun hotel called the Harmony Hotel in Jerusalem where you will stay for four nights. Basically on that day, that's kind of a travel day. You'll just travel from Cairo to Jerusalem, get checked in at the hotel, kind of get situated and, you know, get your bearings to see what's around and all the things. All right. Then this next day you get to go. So this is with a group tour, a little, a small group. And it's also for eight hours from nine until five. On this tour, you get to see some of Jerusalem and Bethlehem. 
The first stop will be the Mount of Olives, and you'll get to get this huge panoramic view of the city. You'll get to see King David's tomb, go through kind of the, the old city of Jerusalem and walk through the Armenian and the Jewish quarters and see the Roman road, the Wailing Wall, and then go to where the Christian quarter is. You'll get to see the Via Dolorosa, which is where they, the road that Jesus walked his final walk and visit the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And then after that, once you've kind of seen Old Town Jerusalem for a little while, then you get to go to Bethlehem and have this overview of the shepherd's field, visit the church where they, they call it the Church of the Nativity. So they think that is the location of the Nativity and Manger Square. So that is like your day of kind of touring in the old city of Jerusalem and into Bethlehem. The next day in Jerusalem is, this is a really long day, but this is super fun because it's called the Biblical Highlights of the North. And this is also like in a small group where you get picked up and you just get taken to all of these great places. For the Biblical Highlights of the North, you are going um, to places like, the, like Galilee and Nazareth. Anyway, so... First, you'll get to the lower Galilee to Nazareth, which is the town where Jesus grew up and visit the church of the Annunciation and the church of St. Joseph, where they think that Mary and Joseph were visited by the angels. Um, and then you'll go to this little resort town called Tiberius, drive along the Kinneret Lake, visit Capernaum, see like all these ruins of the ancient synagogue where they think that Jesus taught. And you'll go to a place called Tabga, which is the site where the miracle of the fish and the loaves was done and right at the Golan Heights. So then after that, then you go to the, the place on the Jordan River where they say is the baptismal site where Jesus was probably baptized in the Jordan River and where the Sea of Galilee goes toward the Dead Sea. So all of these fun, fun visit places. Okay, so that is the end of the group touring. And basically, so with James and Kathy, they're going to be staying on their own and being in their own hotel and everything. But I'm just setting up a small group tour for these couple of days in Jerusalem. So then for their final day in Jerusalem, James and Kathy are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I have set up for them um, this whole touring of Jerusalem and the area from an LDS perspective. And it, it doesn't matter what religion you are. I would be able to also do this for you if you were Catholic or, you know, some other kind of Pentecostal or Baptist or any, any religion, I could totally help set up a tour guide for you that would be willing to take you kind of on your own private personal tour from whichever perspective you would like to see it. So it's really great because I've got this guide set up for them. Now, the reason that they, that James and Kathy, we opted not to have them do private tours the entire stay, which we could have. I totally can help you with that if, if that's the type of thing you would prefer. But the reason we decided not to is because the private touring in Israel and in Jerusalem is a lot more expensive than like in Cairo. We, we've got them private touring in Cairo quite a bit. But in Jerusalem, it's a lot more expensive. And so we opted for just one day of getting to see a lot of the sites from a private perspective. So, for example, going to the garden tomb, 
going to Solomon's quarries, going to Gethsemane, the revisiting the Western Wall, or which is now also known as the Wailing Wall, um, seeing the old city walls and gates, more of the route of the Via Dolorosa, the Tower of David, Hezekiah's Tunnel. Anyway, so just getting to see these places from a little bit different perspective than just the general Christian perspective, which is really amazing. So that is pretty much the end of their their sightseeing because the next day is just their flight home day. And so it's checkout from the hotel, transportation back to the airport, and then their flight departs for home and it arrives the same day. So it's not an overnight flight on the way home. So isn't this like such a fun itinerary with James and Kathy, like with any trip that I put together, if we are far enough out, when we put it together, I will offer you the option that you can pay a deposit down as a down payment. And then your final payment isn't due until closer to the trip. So that is a really great option that, that everybody has, um, that you don't have to pay for the whole thing in full. So that is really nice. Okay. So anyway, I hope that like you've had as much fun thinking about and talking about a, a trip to Israel as I have had in sharing this with you. I just think it's been so fun to kind of put it together and get to, you know, look at it and talk about it and all of that. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And let me know if Israel is on your bucket list and you would like to get there, I would love to send you there. And of course, this itinerary that I put together for James and Kathy, they just came to me and they said, these are some of the things that we would want to do and see. And so then I, I put it together for them and we kind of went back and forth a little bit and deciding what exactly they wanted to fit in. But isn't this an amazing trip and pretty great that they can see and do so much in just basically the period of a spring break trip. So they did not have to spend weeks and weeks to do all of these things. Of course, you could spend a lot longer, but I love the idea of just getting there and getting to do all of these highlights in their one trip. Let me know if I can help you with anything. If you're planning something or thinking about planning something, I would love to help you put it together. And thanks for being here. Love talking with you and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like, share, subscribe, or leave a review. If you'd like to contact me about a vacation, the best way is to visit my website, sweetdreamstravel.net. To connect on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, or LinkedIn. See you next time.